Welcome to Love and Money, the internet television show of Prosperity ULLC, where we discuss what's happening, what's happening to us, and what can we do about it. Now available on Spotify. In this episode, we will discuss Jennifer Lopez, Sesame Place, and COVID masks. Join our new Patreon to receive free merchandise, books, and consultation from Prosperity ULLC. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at dollar sign Prosperity ULLC. But before we go in, let's take a moment to invest in the brand. Visit ProsperUnlimited.com and click travel to book your next vacation. Welcome to our temperature check segment where we discuss current events. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck tie the knot in small ceremony. Quote unquote, love is a great thing. At last, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck have made it down the aisle and are officially a married couple. The multi-hyphenate confirmed through her newsletter on the J-Lo, quote unquote, on July 17th, after their first go-round calling off their engagement in 2003 and a romantic reunion 17 years later, the pair finally tied the knot in a small ceremony after obtaining a marriage license in Clark, Clark County, Nevada. That's Vegas, pretty much, on July 16th. According to their marriage license obtained by Pop Sugar, Lopez will be changing her name to Jennifer Affleck, which is also how she signed her newsletter. Oh, so she's for real. Oh. (laughs) I wanted to touch on this because, you know, Jennifer Lopez is in her 50s. I would think her late 50s. She was on In Living Color. So, yeah, she's got to be in her 50s. If not early 50s, maybe late. Um, but yeah, you, th- we dog the, the, the black pop culture, black pop culture dogs out Lori Harvey, right? She's, she's, um, she's been called a pass around and, you know, Michael B. Jordan's the best she, she's going to be able to do from here on, from here on, you know what I'm saying? She's not getting any younger. And then here you go. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> um so so like like I don't know like okay is 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 Ben Affleck a sucker? Right? You got you got to you got to question that. Um celebrities live in a different reality. I talk about this all the time. They're kind of, they're in a bubble, they're in a fame and wealth bubble. And so the shit that we hold dear, they don't really care for because the, the, the shit that they care about is like, you know, you got to be in a different tax bracket to really understand. You know what I mean? Like Ben, does, ben Affleck's not dumb, deaf and blind. He hasn't been living under a rock. He knows full well the 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 uh, litany of men <laughs> that, that uh, J Lo has dated. You know what I'm saying? I mean, 
just off the top of the head. Uh, um, but once again, she she's in that arena of like top level, you know what I'm saying? Top class of, of dating suitors. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, she dated her dancer. Like that—that's the thing, right? You gotta date your dancer when you when you a pop star. You gotta date your dancer, right? Uh, she dated a Rod. You know what I'm saying? Stupid money. Uh, she dated Puff. Stupid money. Like you know, she, like she's had the creme de la creme. Like a lot of women wish they could have a track record like J Lo and Kim Kardashian and even Lori Harvey. You know what I mean? And so you could call these women pass arounds. Um, only because you know their track records. I'm pretty sure if we knew your track record, you'd be called to pass around too. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no shade, but shade, shade, no shade. Uh, but <laughs> so, so you know this. So like now, this poses the question: Do hoes be winning? Right? Do hoes be winning? Um, it's just all about. It's all really about how you move. You know what I'm saying? Um, maybe, maybe, just maybe, Ben Affleck is the best that she can do compared to other guys that she's been with. You know what I'm saying? And then she's reuniting with Ben Affleck. So, is it a level up or is it settling? You know, who knows? Who knows? Um, but she's all right. Like, like, like once again, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> once you reach a certain level of wealth, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. There is no breadwinner when you reach a certain level of wealth, because it's like you have all the bread there is to be to be baked. Like, so ain't no breadwinner. Like, ain't no ain't no bacon to bring home. Like, you know what I'm saying. We both got bacon. Like, we good. <laughs> we, we set for life, right? So, so it's like ah, uh, it's it's it's. It's a toss-up, no pun intended. You know, um, I think from a marriage standpoint, this is a level up for J Lo, and also this is the best that she can do at her age, at this point in her life. I I can't really like, I can't really see some a, a man who's wealthy and in his prime wanting to spend the rest of his life with her. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, it would have to be somebody who's who's just you know trying to smooth sail, someone like Ben Affleck. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, you know who's who's done all there is to do, lived lived whatever lifestyle there is to live, made all the money, and is just trying to chill and and you know just ride out. You know what I'm saying? Ben Affleck is to me like like as far as celebrities go, Ben Affleck is is like a poor man's George Clooney. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I see Ben Affleck. You know, so, uh, so, so, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it didn't work out with a Rod. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? She moved on. You know, and, and if she, if she's gonna want to, you know, uh, um, you know, set, settle down or, or not settle down, but like you know, have that life companion to ride off into the sunset with till death do us part, I'm pretty sure Ben Affleck would be the best fit. And and I'm like I'm pretty and I'm pretty sure this is how women think. I'm not a woman, 
So I don't don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty confident that this is how women think. This is the process and the uh, inner dialogue that women go through when they're planning out their futures. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, But at the end of the day, you know, uh, Ben Affleck has to has to want to be down for it. He has to want to want to go with it. Um, now, so, so now, but like compare this to juxtapose this to, 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 you know, Lori Harvey, uh, um, you know, ain't no telling, you know, Lori Harvey's 25, you know what I'm saying? Now the wall is the wall, right? Every woman hits the wall. You know what I'm saying? Men age like wine, women age like milk, right? So every woman hits the wall, but you know, it's like, hey, if you see something, share something. Don't be afraid. Share this episode. Subscribe, like, and share. Thank you. She's, she's 25. Ain't no telling where she's going to be, you know what I'm saying, at 55. You know? Um, does that mean she has time to play around? Maybe not. I say maybe because, once again, she's living in a, a felt wealth and fame bubble. She's living in the felth bubble, wealth and fame. You know what I'm saying? And so, so you know, her reality is different. You know what I'm saying? So, so to us common folks, it seems like she's a pass around. But in her circles, you know what I'm saying? It's <gasps> Lori Harvey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so you know what I'm saying? Like, like. Um, so yeah, from 25 to 55 is a long time. And there's a lot of chess moves that a woman can make in that time frame, especially when she has access to a world that Lori Harvey has access to. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it, Jenna, you, I'm pretty sure they called Jennifer Lopez a, a pass around at 25 when she was on, was she on a living color at 25? Who knows? But... <laughs> <laughs> when she was, you know what I'm saying? Come on, shake your body, make you do that conga on Living Color. I'm sure they was calling her a pass around. You know what I mean? Uh, um, and now she's 55 and look at her. Um, but then again, I, I mean, and then, you know, Jennifer Lopez has performing arts talent. I don't really know what uh, Lori Harvey's talent is. That's the thing about these modern celebrities like you don't really have to be talented to be famous you don't have to have a talent you know like like you you cannot deny jennifer lopez's talent you know what i'm saying she she has a pure raw talent so it's like it's like you know her her talent has carried her repertoire throughout throughout the decades you know what i'm saying whereas lori harvey I mean, I guess only Future and, you know, Puffy and, and, and Puffy's son <laughs> and Michael B. Jordan know what Lori Harvey's talent is, I guess. Kelly Rowland calls out Sesame Place over viral video of performers seemingly ignoring black girls. Quote, this made me so sad. Kelly Rowland weighed in on a video that went viral over the weekend. Some Sesame Place uh, from Sesame Place, Philadelphia, in which a park employee dressed as Sesame Street's Rosita seemingly ignored two black girls. 
The park is denying accusations of racism and claimed the whole thing was a quote unquote misunderstanding. Uh, Roland posted the clip to her Instagram story writing the fuck I just made this just made me so mad. She also addressed her 13.4 million followers directly. Wow, 13.4 million, and you calling out Sesame Place? Yes, Sesame Place, you got it. <laughs> you, you, you better get on your PR P's and Q's with this one. 13.4 million followers, that's a lot of people. You know, so that's a lot of influence. That's a lot of, that's a lot of your bottom line. <laughs> Quote, okay, so had that been me, that whole parade would have been in flames, uh, the Destiny Child singer declared on Sunday. Uh, quote, like, are you serious? You're not going to speak to my child? <laughs> and uh, and did you see that baby's face at the end, the little one with the pink on? She deserves an explanation. Hello. Uh, the Wire alum Wendell Pierce related the video to a traumatic moment from his, his own childhood, calling it violent and scarring. Ooh. Y'all being a little dramatic now. Come on, sir. Uh, quote, um, oh, not, not, not quote. A mother posted a clip on Sunday uh, from the character parade showing the two girls excitedly waiting for Rosita. As Rosita makes her way to the children, the performer is seen interacting with onlookers who appear to be white. Rosita then seemingly makes a no gesture, gesture around the black girls as they hold their hands out for a hug or or high five yeah that's yeah you you can't yeah that's that's hard to uh pr away i'm pretty sure whoever was in that rosita suit is no longer working at sesame place like <laughs> congratulations <laughs> because because yeah you your demo your target demographic is children right uh children you know what i'm saying american children typically right um black white purple polka dot and you know what i'm saying and you're you know you're dissing your target demographic nah nah that's not gonna bode well because and then what what like you know ch children are an investment children are a long-term investment because those children are going to grow up to become adults and those adults are going to become parents and those parents are going to have children so that keeps the brand going you see what i'm saying and so now you know you're scarring these little girls you know what I'm saying? That's that that means a lot to a four or five, six year old. You know what I'm saying? Like, like like you know, you see them on TV every day when you while you're eating your snacks and your lunches and your little you know your little baggy lunches uh, at, at preschool, and then your your mommy takes you to a parade and you get to see them in person. This is your big day. This is like oh my gosh, like your starstruck moment. You know what I'm saying? And then they do this. They ignore you. Like, how disrespectful is that? What kind of message is that sending to these little girls? You know what I'm saying? And anyone that has children should, could and should understand the delicacy of a child's heart. You know what I'm saying? This this draws back to the argument or, or the, the story I posed. Uh, uh, I, I, I hate to bring it up again, but it's such a good story. Uh, um of you know uh, the woman i dated where her ex-boyfriend uh took took her daughter out with her with his son and bought his son food and bought nothing for her daughter you know what i'm saying like like that that could scar a child like that that's like that's painful don't do that you know what i'm saying like you don't you it's it's 
one of the hardest things to do is put yourself in someone else's shoes. And for some people, it's hard to put themselves in a child's shoes, you know, um, like, like uh, I remember a comedian, he mentioned like, you know, what's it like for a child who, for a child, why does a child freak out when their balloon floats away? Right. Right. And you got to think, imagine you are holding your wallet and then your wallet begins to float away. <laughs> Wouldn't you freak out? <laughs> and so, so yeah, you know, it's important. It's important. You have to, it, you have to have a different kind of respect, you know what I'm saying? For a child when, you know, uh, um, because, because yeah, yeah. You have to consider their future or who they'll become in the future. And you got to protect that and preserve that. You know, um, so so yes, yeah. Uh, whoever that Sesame Place employee was, yeah, you, you're gonna have to update your resume, <laughs> bruh, bruh. Go ahead. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. That's right. It's time for the internet to internet. Get your popcorn ready. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. If you'd like to watch the Internet Internet, click the link in the description. Visit ProsperUnlimited.com and click Travel to book your next vacation. Welcome to our main course segment where we discuss life and love. <sighs> I, I, I don't want to do this. I didn't want to do this today, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Why are middle-aged black women still wearing masks? Why? Why do you do it? Why? <sighs> For the ones I know personally, you know I love you. My number hasn't changed. Call me. But let's go in. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this today. Today, today. We're going to talk about this right now. Okay. All right. Let's talk about this. So why are middle-aged black women still the only ones wearing masks? Now, am I exaggerating? Are they, the, are they truly, really the only ones still wearing masks? No. No, not at all. Um, but... For some reason, they are still 
the ones who typically on a consistent basis in my vicinity, in my close proximity, the ones who I mainly see still wearing masks. You know what I mean? Um, now let's let's talk about so pre-COVID, right? Pre-COVID, if somebody sneezed, somebody would say bless you and not think twice about it, right? Um, you know, you you know, if somebody else, if somebody sneezed around you, you would cover your face, you would fan them off, uh, you know, whatever. Nobody tripped, nobody cared, right? Um, Post-COVID, somebody sneezed, you'd damn near fight them. <laughs> you probably wouldn't fight them, you'd run. You know what I'm saying? Or, or you'd, you'd be sitting there with a paranoid look on your face, you know? Um, traveling, traveling, you know, post-COVID, the airports, I give it, the airports is one of the few places where people still, you know what I'm saying, still religiously wear masks. And that's understandable, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, you know, it's you're traveling, you're coming across hundreds to thousands of people at, at, at any moment, you know what I'm saying? Wherever, throughout the concourse of the air, airport, you know? That's understandable. So I so I do I do give it that. But of course, if you go if you go to the airport, who are the main ones typically still wearing masks? The middle-aged black women. Still. So so yeah. Um, um in places in walking down the street, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, the places where it would make sense, where you're crossing random strangers. It would make sense to wear a mask in those kind of places. Walking down the street, walking through a pavilion or, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, one of them places like, you know, like Grand Central, Central Station or something like that. You know, one of those commuting areas. Um, the workplace, you know, depending on your job, you know what I'm saying? Your job might require, require you, you know what I'm saying, to wear, to wear a mask. I know... Um, in my nine to five, you know what I'm saying? I wear a mask, uh, because I don't want to inhale fumes with the stuff that I work with. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's different, you know? So it's understandable it, in some, in some cases it's required. Um, uh, quarantining, quarantining was a thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the nation had a shutdown for a hot little minute, you know, um, that was an experience. You know, back in 2020, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of dope things came out of that quarantine, out of that nationwide quarantine. Um, you know what I'm saying? The versus battles um, online. That was, that was super duper dope, especially when Bounty Killer and Beanie Man did their thing. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of internet personalities of created new ways to make money. You know, DJ D nice with his little Instagram DJ and I think he still does it too. It is dope. Like whenever you tune in, it's dope. It's always a vibe. Um, that kind of kicked off, and a lot of other uh, hip hop celebrities did their thing on the internet, uh, on social media. Um, testing, you know, what I'm saying, being vaccinated uh, in 2021. You know, what I'm saying the vaccines came out. To me, if you ask me, that's all propaganda, because then as soon as vaccines come out, then we have new variations. Or, or, or evolutions of the of the virus or whatever. Okay, cute, whatever. Um, and then for for a lot of people, 
um, the death, the, the, the death of the, the virus is very real. It's still a conspiracy, but it's very real. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of, a lot of the deaths from the virus came very close to home for a lot of people. Um, no one, the news, the, the secular news media doesn't want to admit it was killing off mostly white people. Um, it was infecting mostly white people too. Uh, no one wants, they, they don't want to, uh, promote that or, or propagandize that if that's a word. Um, but when you look at the statistics, you know, you look at the national statistics of where the highest concentration of death rates were, you know what I'm saying? It was typically in mostly white, white populated areas. You know what I'm saying? You can't deny it. You know what I'm saying? And, and that was another thing I used to gloat about during the pandemic is like how the news is trying to bullshit their way through this and they can't hide it because people are actually dropping like flies. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, it came close to home for a lot of people. And, you know, to my point, it did come close to home for, for some black women. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of big mamas were, were dying off from it. Uh, um, a lot of, a lot of them were scared behind it. Um, and let me, let me get to that. Let me get to that. So I already, yeah, I already mentioned the media propaganda. Um, so, um, if you've been, if you've been following this show, you know, I've brought it up several, several times, even with, even with my guest speakers, I've tried to get some feedback. Why are middle-aged black women still wearing masks? Why do you still need a mask? Right. And it just eggs me. It's like a thorn in my, in the back of my mind. Um, so I had, I had done some street research, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the people close to me, you know what I'm saying? They know me, they're cool with me. So they're not going to give me the, the most raw response that I, you know, the most purest, rawest response. They're, they're going to save my feelings. They're going to preserve, uh, 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 um, spam. They're going to spare my feelings to some degree. You know what I'm saying? So I want, I want as much honesty as I can get. So I got to be a neutral stranger. Right. So I would, you know, so I would say I didn't I didn't into I didn't really question or interrogate or interview a whole bunch of women, but I would say a good enough enough black women to count on one hand, complete strangers, random, neutral. And I asked them, I introduced myself, try to be as polite as possible because because, uh, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't say black women are attitudinal when it comes to strangers but they're very standoffish and arms distance when it comes to strangers <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i made sure that i always i put on a smile and introduce myself you know what i'm saying try to be as gentlemanly as i could you know and and you know and i'm not a small black man you know what i'm saying so so i i, I wanted to give enough distance and be as kind and cordial as i could be to these uh to these random neutral uh, complete stranger black women, middle-aged black women. Um, and when I say middle-aged, I'm saying uh, uh, over 40. <laughs> let's just let's put it out there, all right? So I did some street research. And I would say from the women I spoke to, uh, kind of the feedback that I would, the feedback that I was getting was that of, there was some feedback of like, you know, um, I would say, hey, you know what I'm saying? Why, why do you still wear masks? And they would say, because I don't want to catch nothing. Like, and I'd be like, catch what? You know what I'm saying? A lot of their demeanor, even in even in me questioning that, just just the, the thought of 
just me questioning why they're wearing a mask, uh, it, it, they, they would seem defensive or aggressive sounding. They would sound aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Some of them would be like, I'd be passing them. And they, like, as I was questioning them, they'd be walking, they would continue walking. You know, normally some, you know, you, you want to talk to someone in the street, you know what I'm saying? You stop what you're doing to hear what they have to say. Some of them, they would be talking to me, but they would just still be walking away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not like they're ignoring me, but they just like be trying to get away from me as if I had whatever virus they're scared of. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it was very off-putting. Uh, I remember there was one one occasion where um, I was I was chilling in, in my uh, usual car dealership. You know what I'm saying? Getting work done on my car. And, um, and a, a, a young lady, middle-aged black woman, she had a mask on. So, I, I, so you know, it was a different setting, you know what I'm saying? So I, 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 took, I took advantage of that opportunity to have a decent conversation with her. And so I'd be like, you know, why do you still wear masks? Well, I'm, I, I, me, and my, me and my fiance, we about to get married in a, um, in a week. And I don't want to catch anything. You know what I'm saying? And now, now, okay, this brings on, this adds a different element to the conversation because now she's anticipating a ceremony. You know what I'm saying? And you know how women are about their, about their wedding ceremonies. It's, it's their big day. They've been dreaming about it since they were a little girl. You know what I'm saying? The man is just an accessory. <laughs> but I mean, hopefully, I'm assuming, you know, she's been with her fiance uh, uh, for quite some time and she does have a love and adoration for that man. But yet and still, it's still her big day, right? And so, you know, her head is wrapped around that. And her and and so in, in lieu of all of that, I guess catching the common cold would ruin the entire day. <laughs> right <laughs> so she just has to have her mask on and my thing is so you're gonna wear your mask all the way up until the wedding you know what i'm saying so are you gonna wear your mask at the altar like what the fuck like <laughs> and then and i asked her i didn't ask her that but like i asked her so like were you wearing your mask in 2019 and i asked her and several other of the um in random occasions several of the uh, of the other women that same question like okay were you wearing your mask since in 2019 and that's what fucked them up that's what threw them off that's what left them dumbfounded because to answer no i wasn't wearing a mask in 2019 now it makes you look stupid because it's like why are you still wearing a mask now oh you're still scared you're still paranoid you're still scared of the pandemic you're still scared of the vibe of the covid virus it it, it 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 rattled it rattled your faith that much you know what I'm saying? And so 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 that's when I fucked them up. Were you wearing your mask in 2019? It don't it, it doesn't matter. Or, or or you never know. You never you, you never know like like they're that paranoid. Now, here's the here's the uh the meat and potatoes. So why does this ig me so much? Why does this ig me so much? I do not like to pacify ominous behavior. When you notice a pattern and a trend, you know what I'm saying, amongst a particular demographic of people, or a pattern and a trend amongst behaviors, um, amongst a certain uh, uh, behavior, uh, uh, with, with it, or maybe a certain behavior within a particular demographic, 
You have to take notice to it because this could be a, a pathology to even to more perpetual behaviors to begin with. Yes, it is that deep. It is that deep. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, uh, in, in a few episodes past, I talked about, you know, um, when, uh, the, the YouTuber six, the goddess talked about fat women dating broke dudes. Right. Um, and then she did a live, she did, she did a live on her channel about it. And then she talked about how there's a correlation between sexual trauma and obesity. You know what I'm saying? How black women are, are statistically leading, leading in obesity. You know what I'm saying? Proportionally amongst black women. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, and then how they're reported that black women have the most reported uh, issues of sexual of sexual trauma and how there may be there may be a correlation how the, the, the black women have the most obese uh, and then black women have the most sexually violated there got to be some sort of correlation to that right um <clears throat> yes yes it's that deep yes i'm going there i'm going there uh and so so now let's correlate that let's correlate not not necessarily the obesity but just the trauma the trauma that goes on in the black community and the trauma that goes on amongst black women or black girls, I should say. Right. Um, and I think it's deeper than just being ignored by Rosita, by the Rosita character at Sesame Place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, let's, let's, so let's, let's tie those knots right there sexual trauma or just trauma amongst black girls in the black community and middle-aged black women still wearing masks this is the thread this is the vehicle that i'm driving this conversation on okay so let's go um we okay you got black black the black community right the black american diaspora we are the descendants of slaves right um, we are a traumatized people, a generationally traumatized people, a 400 years who've come out of a 400 year institution. You cannot, you, you cannot ignore the reverberatory effects of that institution on a demographic of people because it's, it's, it still lingers to this day. You know what I'm saying? So you have, you have a lot of, uh, of black women who live life on a defense. You know what I'm saying? Black men too. Black men too. Um, I know when I walk through certain neighborhoods or when I drive through certain neighborhoods, my head is on a swivel. Um, uh, when I when I go into certain work environments, I'm you know I have a double consciousness. So, you know I'm the nice guy. You know, hey, morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I keep a keen eye on who's who and what's what, what's going on. You know. We, <clears throat> You tend to have to live in a double consciousness. You live, you live life on the defense. And when you're in the defense, you can never grow. You know what I mean? That's why, like me personally, I try to let go of that defensive mindedness, you know, uh, you know, the whole hoping for the worst and, and, you know, hoping for the worst and being grateful for the best. Like, I can't live like that. I'll never grow that way. You know what I'm saying? That's that's like death by a thousand cuts. Um, 
because I want the intent is to grow. The desire is to grow and and be happier and better and 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 live more fulfilled, right? You can't grow and be happier and live more fulfilled if you're constantly being defensive. But let me let me continue. Um, a lot of black women are subconsciously raised to be afraid of men. Don't do this. Don't go that. Don't show this. Don't don't act like that. Don't go here. Don't go there. No 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 no. Right? They you you they they've been trained to say no to everything. You know what I'm saying? And once again, that's a defensive lifestyle, and you, you can't grow that way. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm gonna be redundant. I'm gonna be redundant because I'm trying to drive home a point. Um, and so you live life in a you, you build a wall and you say no to everything, and so that build that creates an air of poverty around you. You know what I'm saying? There's an air of lack because you've you've kind of sectioned your life off. Um, I, I suggest a lot of people go see the movie uh, Yes Man with Jim Carrey. Great, great movie. It, it kind of really opens up the, the philosophy, your philosophy and outlook on life. But I digress. Um, and that poverty breeds insanity. So even you know, yeah. So so you know, you, you live life on the defense. You say no to everything, and that puts you in a state of poverty and lack. And and so that drives you insane. And so you get you live like that long enough, you kind of thrive on fear. You know what I'm saying? Because when things go good, it don't feel right. You know what I mean? So you you thrive. You're thriving on fear. You're living. You you know you're, you're addicted to fear. You're addicted to negativity and drama and trauma, because that's all you've ever known, right? Uh, um. So that's that. So so yeah. I'm 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 being redundant, but it's for a reason. Um. And so, because you're always looking for, you're so comfortable with fear and negativity, you're gonna all constantly look for it and seek it in everything that, in everything that there is. Um, and so, when you find it, you're easily triggered by it, right? So now think, so okay, so, so you're easily triggered by it, and now, and and, and it's a place of comfort for you. So you're easily triggered by it. Uh, um, you look for it, you're easily triggered by it, and 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 now you you're, you embrace it. You embrace it, and then you take it and run with it. You know what I mean? It becomes your world. It becomes everything everything about everything about you, right? So now you got to think. What what is more fear mongering than a pandemic? You're afraid of something that you can't see with your naked eye. That you you don't know where it is or how it how you even contract it. Imagine living in a world like that, right? There are people who live in a world like that uh, uh, bef before the pandemic ever hit. Those people are called hypochondriacs, <laughs> right? Hey, if you see something, share something. Don't be afraid. Share this episode. Subscribe, like, and share. Thank you. But now we have an entire demographic and population and nation of hypochondriacs. You know what I mean? Uh, am I using that word right? Hypochondriac? Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm. I don't know. The people who always who think they're sick, the placebo people who think they're sick when they're really not, right? Or, or always are like paranoid of being sick. What, what's what's? Uh, I ain't gonna be able to sleep tonight. I gotta Google it. Google it. Google it. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I promise I won't. 
uh, hypochondriac. Uh, a person who is abnormally anxious about their health. Yes, I did use it in the right in the proper context. There, there you go. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we have a nation of hypochondriacs, and now, and in the black community, we have an entire demographic of hypochondriac women, right? So now I target why the from in in my proximity in in my locale. Um, that, that I've crossed paths with, um, whether, wherever I was in, in, in my, you know, residential area or at the airport, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, going through the airport in, in different places, I, nine out of nine out of, uh, uh 9.5 times I see middle-aged black women still wearing masks. You know what I'm saying? Without fail. And it's just, it just, and I just don't, I get it, but I like, it just bothers me. It just bothers me. And so with all the things I talked about living life on the defense, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, living a, a trauma ridden, like a trauma and drama ridden life and being accustomed to negativity and fear. Um, let's look at middle-aged black women. You know what I mean? Um, these women were children and teenagers, and, and maybe even young adults in the in the eighties in the eighties in the crack era, right? So let's think about the crack era. Now, everyone, now if you, I don't think you need Google to tell you that the crack era hit the black community the hardest um, during the eighties, right? Uh, we all know the story. Uh, crack was pumped into the black communities to fund uh the com the war against communists in the central and southern america right throughout the 80s and you know um word got out and the government was made to look like scumbags and uh black men were thrown in prison um for much of their adult lives you know what i'm saying and fathers fathers were without uh families uh in the black community so now you have um you got nothing but crime and desolation all around you. You know what I'm saying? The crack era was like nothing any, wasn't like no, was a drug era like nothing anyone has ever seen, right? Uh, it was the potency of the drug itself, the addictiveness of the drug itself was like nothing anyone has ever seen. And um, so it created a secondhand addiction. You know, it was scarring loved ones. Um, I knew a girl a long time ago. She talked about, she used to tell me about how her brother uh, um, was a crackhead and like it, it really fucked up you know what I'm saying like he was doing so much to the family and and I think he was probably doing things to her uh, she probably she probably is, doesn't want to talk about it but I hadn't heard from her in over in, in over a decade um, she was just moving real funny and, and she was a sweet girl but she just moved funny you know what I'm saying and I never understood it but you know, this is a product, you know what I'm saying? This is what happens when you deal with trauma and drama. You know what I'm saying? You you move in ways, you live life on a defense. You move in ways that are uh, impersonable. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, with all of this drudgery in the community, it forces you to grow up fast. You know what I'm saying? You suck a lot of things up. You repress a lot of feelings and emotions. And you and you never really have a chance to or get sh or be shown how to confront your feelings or your thoughts for, for that matter 
And so you have a, you, you know, it's, it, and I talk about, you know, the baby boomer generation. They never really taught us how to have a conversation, how to have a personal conversation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, they come from that generation where, you know, you just don't talk about things. You know, you shove everything under the carpet. Um, so growing up fast and fatherless, this was the 80s, right? Um, and now you have the 90s where most of these women were either teenagers or adults or full-blown adults in their 30s, right? And so now they get to re they have the opportunity to ec economically do for themselves and reclaim uh, reclaim their fatherlessness. You know what I'm saying? You have these middle-aged black women in the 90s as young adults reclaiming their fatherlessness. And this brings about, you know, the whole independent woman era. You know what I'm saying? I got my own this and I got my own that. Ain't, and ain't no man, ain't no man, ain't no man. So they were basically carrying on the rhetoric that was passed down to them from their mom and their grandma and just a lineage of angry black women. You know what I'm saying? And now that anger has been masked with economic self-sufficiency. You know what I'm saying? And so they're, like I said, reclaiming their fatherlessness. And not only reclaiming their fatherlessness, because of that father, fatherlessness, there was, there was a lack of safety and security. You know what I'm saying? Um, which uh, pr protection and provision, what a father, what a, what a father is supposed to provide, right? There was a lack of that, and so now that they're grown, they have the opportunity to provide themselves with that as well. You know what I'm saying? And so they can not, and so that safety and security um, is not only in the form of of economic uh, structure, but they 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 also prevent themselves from being hurt, disappointed, and betrayed. You know what I'm saying? Because they because they're so economically self sufficient now, and so now these are those women in the '90s. So now, fast forward, you got to as I'm recording this now in the uh, you know the 2020s. You know what I'm saying? These women are in their, are in their upper years. You know what I'm saying? They're uh, postmenopausal, some of them. You know what I'm saying, or they're menopausal, or they're in the last years of their birth of of, of uh, birthing or whatever. The birth, if that if that's a word, birthing years, you know. Uh, and so, you can tell I put a lot of thought into this. I I, I took I got I took notes. I took notes. Um. And you know the the pandemic. The pandemic kind of brought a different kind of vulnerability because, you know, the the 90s, you know, the, the economic self-sufficiency of the 90s kind of healed uh, the, the, the fatherlessness of the 80s, of the 80s crack era, right? So you could get you a good job, a, a good solid stable job and get you a nice place to live and, and get, get up out the hood. And, and and do well for yourself and then and that'll cure uh, you uh, uh, not having a father and your mama being strung out on drugs your father being in prison and your mama being strung out on drugs that cures all of that right that alleviates all of that because now your, your kids are going to a good school they're getting a good education and then they got food on their they don't have to worry about where their next meal is coming from right but COVID the, pande the COVID pandemic was different because it didn't matter it didn't matter how well to do you were you know what i'm saying your wealth and your health are two different things you know what i'm saying you can you have some input on your wealth you can control your wealth to some degree your health 
you can control that to some degree. You can contribute to your health. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? By, you know, your lifestyle and your diet and things of that nature. Uh, but if someone sneezes on you, <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> and so you have, a, you have a group of women who are accustomed to being in control, which is why a lot of them are still single. But anyway, uh, you have a group of women who are accustomed to being in control. You know what I mean? Uh, they're accustomed to uh, being the breadwinners for their fa- for their uh, loved ones. You know what I'm saying? They're accustomed to being to to being big mama and to and everybody depending on it. And they like they they act like they don't like it, but they low key like it that way. They said they they structured their life in in that way and raised their children up in that way to be dependent upon them. You know what I'm saying? Let's, come on, black people. Let's 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 keep it a buck. Let's keep it a stack. Um. So yeah, and now here comes this whole pandemic sweeping the nation, sweeping the world. You know what I'm saying? With only a seven percent death rate. Anyway, but still, it hit close enough. It, it hit home close enough to a lot of people, and, and enough people caught it. You know what I'm saying? For it to be scared to for it to scare those independent, strong women enough to say, "Oh shit, this is the one thing. This is the one thing I cannot control." <laughs> so I'm gonna grasp at whatever straw I can grasp at to maintain that control. And air, because and you think about it, these these middle aged black women they're the prime candidates for whom the virus was attacking the most middle age to the elderly right and so these these women these women said oh shit i need control you know what i'm saying so now what is what are masks what are the what is the designation of a mask right what are masks designed to do they're designed to hide and protect right now you talk about trauma and drama and sexual trauma of black girls in the black community, right? And these black girls grow up to become black women, right? Now, any if if you if you've ever undergone some kind of trauma, you know your first instinct is to either fight or flight, right? To avoid the trauma or uh, protect yourself from that trauma happening again, right? And so, back on that vehicle let's get back on that sexual trauma vehicle let's get back on that trauma vehicle you know uh of of the conversation so you have you have a group of women who who've uh either experienced some trauma or have you know witnessed some trauma or have heard trauma and have internalized it right and so now they want to avoid it and protect themselves from it. And uh, and then you have a group of women, not only that, may or may not have experienced trauma first or second hand, but they're subconsciously raised to hate men or to be afraid of men. You got women who, you got those who just all out, outright hate, hate black men. And then you have those others who are afraid of men. You know what I'm saying? And so what's better than to when you, when you, cause we all want to be able, we all want to be able to go to the store 
We want to be able to go grocery shopping. We want to be able to go clothes shopping and, and, you know, sift through the aisles, right? We all want to be able to do those kind of things. And it's hard to do that when, you know, you know, Joe jo, jo Schmo, Johnny Mo. You know what I'm saying? Once your name and number, you know what I'm saying? Let me talk to you, girl. Come on, give me a bit, 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 bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you see where I'm going with this, right? What is that mask protecting you from? What is what are you hiding from with that mask on? You know what I'm saying? And, and it, it's almost as if black women have kind of self-fulfilled their prophecy of you know feeling invisible oh well now here's your opportunity you get to put a mask on you get to be invisible for real i can't tell you the countless women i've overlooked simply because they've had masks on beautiful they're probably beautiful and gorgeous but i completely overlooked them just because they had masks on you can't tell me that ain't what it's about you can't tell me that ain't what it's about as a man i'm not stupid what are you hiding from? You don't want men hollering at you. I get it. It's okay. It's okay. I'm still going to holler. I, don't, I do not care. <laughs> because it's 90 degrees on. You're not finna dress like a Muslim and you ain't used to doing it. You're not, you're not about to do it. Um, there are those who are truly genuinely paranoid and who are truly gen genuinely terrified of COVID. I... You know, and I give credence to that. I don't give credence to those women because take your goddamn mask off. That's, this COVID shit is done with. All right? Stop acting stupid. But I do give credence that there are those black women, those middle-aged black women who are truly, genuinely paranoid. And they're stupid. But anyway, um, and, but, but, even as stupid as it, as they may be, I, I, I said what I said. Shade, no shade, but shade. Um, their, their terror is justified. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, COVID is real. Uh, we live in a post-COVID era. You know what I'm saying? It is real. Um, even though this shit is over with. Uh, so, so, yeah, they're, they're kind of fulfilling their prophecy of being invisible black women have fulfilled their prophecy of being invisible you know what i'm saying by purposely putting on these masks and you know when you have when you're raised to be afraid of men and you've undergone so much trauma and drama you know what i'm saying and and your upbringing has been passed down to you from slaves who were who live in fear in constant fear it is now in your you got you got these black women who are in the in their 40s and 50s, you know what I'm saying, from the 80s and the 90s, who are in their 40s and 50s now, with fear in their DNA. It's so, they, they've been so set in their ways now, and it's been so ingrained in them that now it's in their DNA. You see what I'm saying? And they've been given an excuse to hide in public. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to hide in plain, plain sight. Now let me um, let me let me tie this all together. Let me let me uh, um, drive this home. Um, men, let's talk about mental health in the black community. I'm going there. I'm going there. We need to talk about it. Um, mental health has been more widely accepted in the country, but in comparison to the rest of the country, it is still very very new to the black community. 
it is still very, very new. We're still too tough to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And we're still not educated enough to talk about it. First of all, the black community has, is still learning how to have a conversation. We're so used to wagging our fingers in each other's faces because, because that's how our ancestors, slave masters, used to talk to us. Ooh. It, it comes from somewhere, guys. It comes from somewhere. So, so yes, it's more widely accepted across the country, but it is still new to the black community. The black community is, is still learning how to have a conversation. The black community is still learning how to be a family. The black community is still learning how to date. Ooh. Um, the awareness can be very painful. Just being aware, not, not even like trying to approach it and fix it fix the problem but just being aware of the problem in and of itself is painful in and of itself you know what i'm saying and so it's it's hard for middle-aged black women in their 40s and 50s who've spent their entire lives burying their head in the sand and are now set in their ways to 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 say hey i'm gonna take my mask off and be sociable you know what i'm saying for it's when with, with still the fear and the knowledge in my dna of a virus that i can't see with my naked eye and don't know how it how i contracted in the first place you know what i'm saying and 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 be vulnerable when, when i'm the breadwinner for all my loved ones because ain't no man ain't no man ain't no man mm. um so so in saying all of that, you know what I'm saying? And, and I've been talking for almost 40 minutes now. I want to close this. I want if you are a middle-aged black woman and you're listening to this right now and you are attached to your mask with an umbilical cord in this post COVID era, I want you to look at, look at the mask and then look at yourself in the mirror. And I want you to ask, who are you hiding from? Who are you protecting yourself from? And who are you afraid of? That concludes our show. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at Dollar Sign Prosperity ULLC. Join our new Patreon to receive free merchandise, books, and consultation from Prosperity ULLC. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Prosperity ULLC and continue to invest in the brand.